With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From the station bringing you every Broncos game. Touchdown, Denver! This is Broncos Country Tonight. Presented by Betfred Sports. Never miss a bet with Betfred Sports on KOA. We can let that breathe for a little. No, not so much, Grant. You know, Grant's not his head. He's dancing to it. The better version of this song. There you go. Broncos Country Night, Benjamin Albright, Grant Smith. 56690 is the text line. 303-713-8585. Or you can leave us a message on the iHeartRadio app. Stream station, click on the microphone, leave us a talk back. Like this. Hey, Ben. You know, I've just been thinking about how you were kind of pointing out, you know, this coach kind of brings a media circus and I'm really already worried because bringing in Rex Ryan along with Sean Payton to go with the trouble we had to deal with with Russ and that media circus all year I'm just tired of it I want the Broncos to be about football again I'm tired about it being about bathrooms or about feet you know and I just want it to be about football I'm mad at you man I ain't mad at you. I'm 100% with you. I want it to be about football and winning football at that, which I assume you meant. Thanks for the talk back there. 56690 is a text line. I asked what the best Patrick Swayze movies were. Tori chimed in with Ghost. Duh. I think, I, and here's the thing. I think women are mostly going to choose like Dirty Dancing or Ghost. And men are mostly going to choose like Roadhouse and Point Break. You know, I like the one on the text line, Outsiders. The Outsiders is a good what one. What a great movie. Uh, we had a couple for Red Dawn uh, from the 406. Red Dawn is the best Swayze movie despite Comrade Edwards' objections. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan did ask me why they made a movie about the bad guys. I don't know. Gotta love it. 303 says, I want Rex for the Splash Factor. 503 says, going from bad to good is usually easier than going from good to great. Thinks Fox versus Kubiak. It's referring to Vance Joseph taking the Cardinals from terrible to a top third league defense. The 385 says, no Rex, no, no Rex, no, no Rex, no. wonder if they want Rex or not. I'm going to go with no. From the 509, regarding Vance... Regardless if he'll do a good job or not, I don't think I could stand his look of desperation like a young boy lost at the mall wondering how the heck he got here and what he should do next. That look drove me crazy. That's certainly a look. That is, uh, that's descriptive. From the 530, yeah, we hate the commercials too. Sorry. Got to pay bills around here though. You know, I was disappointed when Rex Ryan was announced the other day. I played all foot songs on uh, the KOA Sports Zoo. They didn't get it? No one not, not a one? Nope. You're the best, Grant. I love it. Next of Kin got a couple of votes for Swayze. Red Dawn's getting a couple. Nobody, like, I, I really, like, to me, the question isn't, I guess the question is, are we talking Patrick Swayze movies or movies with Patrick Swayze in them? 
Because I think Donnie Darko has to vault to the top of the list if you're talking about movies that have Patrick Swayze in them. Roadhouse, Point Break, those are all times. All-time greats. I was raised on Roadhouse. I feel like my dad had that on at least once a week somehow. How, how out of touch with reality is that plot, though? Oh, man. Family Guy made it relevant oh, again. Really? And I, I love that, that skit. They're apparently, like, remaking it, where the guy's, like, some kind of MMA fighter or something. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I know. I, it's like Jake Gyllenhaal or something. I, I, you know, I don't know. What happened to new ideas of movies in Hollywood? It feels like everything is a remake. Remake now. or reboot? Yeah, they run out of ideas. That's what happened. So Marvel, Marvel movies or remakes? One of the two. That's about it. We'll see what they mine next. The Kennedy Sports Zoo did a great interview earlier with Hall of Fame inductee DeMarcus Ware. Ryan, Big Al, Dave Logan, a great interview. We're going to go ahead and, uh, and replay that for you now so you guys have a chance to listen to that. We'll come back and react to that here in just a minute. Hall of Famer DeMarcus Ware. DeMarcus, you're on with Dave Logan, Alfred Williams, and Ryan Edwards. What's going on, man? Dude, that sounds so good what you guys just said. Hall of Famer. I'm like, oh, it's still sinking in for me. Like, I'm one of those guys that appreciate everything. You know how that goes. But, man, I mean, this is, this is big. Hey, man, I just want to say congratulations, man. And, you know, the Hall of Fame is uh, it's a career accomplishment. But I, I'd like to think that it also should probably go post-career as well. And the way that you've handled yourself uh, on the field as a player and off the field uh, has been nothing short of Hall of Fame, man. What, what has it been like since you uh, got the call and, and, and found out that you were part of this new class? It's been crazy, actually. Um, ever since I, I, I not, not since I found out because I knew a little, a little earlier, so I, I got to enjoy it a little bit. But now it's about everybody else. It's about everybody that's been part of um, this whole journey, this whole process. And and it, it feels good to now get a lot of congratulations from the guys you played with, played against. And, and it's really cool to see that, that all work, that hard work paying off. You know, DeMarcus, uh, I'm going to take you back. You, you have a great, great career in Dallas. And then I think the Broncos fortunate to have you come there. You, you obviously were already established as an elite player in the league. And you came here to a defense with some other key free agent acquisitions to, 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 to take this team to the next level. How, how did you look when you walked in the locker room for the first time as an established guy? Was it difficult at all? And how did you look at the locker room in its entirety and what your place, what your position would be in a brand new locker room? Um. That's a crazy question because I walked into the locker room feeling like a rookie, right? Feeling in a rookie, uh, feeling like a rookie with that mentality of I got to go and get it, right? I mean, I, I was it was a late time in my career, but it was like that that rebirth that I needed, that fire that I needed when I saw Vaughn, when I saw Peyton, I saw um, you know a whole new team, right? And I had to figure out how I was going to fit in that team. So the only thing I knew how to do was work, right? Work and do all the off-season stuff. And lo and behold, you're a captain of the team with me and Peyton. Well, speaking. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I was. I, I shouldn't have jumped on you. I was just speaking of Vaughn. That was that was kind of one of the things we've talked a lot about you and your relationship with Vaughn Miller and how important that was not only for the remainder of his career but just to, to the level of defense that you guys were able to perform at. So I, I wondered if you knew that coming into this that that was a relationship that uh, was going to be very important. 
I knew that because I remember when Vaughn came down here and played. We, I mean, we were on the sideline. We talked way before this, but now it was like, man, I got one of my boys in the locker room. But, you know, he was going through his roller coaster, and I said, you know what, dude, I'll ride that roller coaster with you. I'll get on there with you. I need, I need that other guy on the other side that's going to wreak havoc just like I'm about to do. And I'll show you how I did it, but I also need some of these tips from you to keep me going to shove my toolbox. So it was a, a yin and yang type thing. Batman and Robin is what you say. That's what we call each other. But it was, it was fun. And it was, man, it, it was just a cool experience. And I think that solidified my whole career, you know, coming to Denver. I got to ask you something because, uh, you know, you started off as a, I think in your rookie year with eight sacks uh, and, and it led your team. But you said all you knew how to do was to work. Who was that person that showed you how to work in the NFL? Usually there's, there's a person that you think of immediately. Who was that person for you? The first person I think about was Greg Ellis. When I first came into the locker room, I think it was his, you know, I think he. I knew it was after his tenth year. And I'm like, man, how do you do it for this long? And he just starts showing me the ropes. Hey, Demarcus, you need to go to acupuncture. You need to eat right. You need to go get your massages. And I didn't know anything about that, but I said, I right, if Larry Allen will do it, if T.O. will do it, if all the older guys that I was in the locker room with, if, if they did it, I need to do the same thing. And so the first name that comes up was Greg Ellis. I owe a lot to him of being like a big brother to me, Leroy Glover. I mean, I, 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 the list goes on, but it was cool to be, you know, part of that team and, and have those guys leading me the right in the right direction. We're talking with Hall of Famer DeMarcus Ware, uh, obviously great career, ending his career here in Denver, started with the Dallas Cowboys. I want to take you back to one specific game. It's the Patriots AFC Championship game. And you had such a, such a great game, you and Vaughn both. I mean, the entire defense, right, harassed Tom Brady. Calling that game, I remember then seeing – clips of uh, guys that were miked at the end of the game when the Patriots are driving down the field you've played a lot and at one point you're, you're trying to come out of the game just for a breather <laughs> and I, I think the Broncos wound up taking a timeout so that they didn't have to have a play without you on the field do you remember what the play I'm talking about uh, I, I remember that play just like it was yesterday I was I mean I was playing I gave it all on the field, and I didn't have nothing else in the tank. <laughs> and I told Wade, I said, Wade, man, call timeout, please. Like, we, we got to have this drive. And, you know, coaches don't call timeout. No. And, and so I said, you know what, Just uh, let me just go out here and just, I got one more play in me. And all of a sudden, the whistle blows. I'm like, holy cow, is that a timeout? I thought, like, I jumped off sides or something. I thought, Wade, 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 was smiling. Wade was smiling, man. And he was like, Come to the sideline, get your water. He actually had some water over there for me. And I'm like, dude, you believe in me, don't you? Yeah. You believe in me. And I went back out there, got some pressure on Tom, man, me and Vaughn, yeah. and, and the rest is history. Yeah, I love that. That's incredible. DeMarcus, uh, last couple here for you. Really appreciate the time. I wanted to ask you just uh, when you think back to why that defense was so special and, and what came together to, to make it one of the all-time defenses, uh, what comes to mind? I think the OTAs is where it started at when you really got to know the guys. One thing that we did, we live football on that team. Everybody, if the meetings were at 6 o'clock, we, we were there at 5 o'clock before because we wanted it, right? I mean, you got guys sleeping in the, in the locker room, right, not even going home, right? And I also knew exactly why each one of those guys were 
were why they were playing the way that they were playing, and I knew about their families, and that went a long way. When you're out there and you are in there for six or seven months, and you know why somebody's doing it, you get closer to those guys, right? Guys got contract years. You don't know if they're going to be there or not. And we got really close, and it became a brotherhood. When we, our model was iron sharpen iron, and another man sharpen another. I mean, that's what we did, and we lived that. And I think we that was the first time for me where we owned a model that we set at the beginning of the year, and no matter what, we were going to make it through. Last thing I have for you, and I appreciate you joining us, Demarcus, is that uh, we know that you're in the D- uh, Dallas metro area and you call that home, but will you at least travel back to Denver, Colorado, so we can celebrate your induction to the Hall of Fame at well, least one time uh, during this upcoming football season? I got. I still got a place in Colorado, so don't. I have not forgot about Colorado on <laughs> Red over there by Wash Park. So holla at your boy. I am still. I still go back and forth there. It gets hot here in Texas, and I come to Denver uh, for that nice weather, man. And uh, you can't once you in Denver, when you, and when you see what you see when you're there, you can't not come back. Hmm. I always come back, and especially with the fans, the best fans that are. I would say in the league. Um, you know what? They, 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 y'all, they changed my life up there, and y'all don't know exactly what you mean to me. It's incredible. DeMarcus, again, congratulations. We couldn't be more thrilled for you. Looking forward to celebrating that coming up uh, this fall, the induction into the Hall of Fame. All right. Thank you, guys. That was the interview earlier of DeMarcus Ware on the KOA Sports Zoo with Dave Logan, Alfred Williams, and Ryan Edwards. I want to give you guys a chance to listen to that if you hadn't heard that one uh, at all. And congratulations to DeMarcus on uh, making the Hall of Fame. He seems like one of the most stand-up dudes that ever played in the league. Like you heard Big Al talking about in that interview of how he's a Hall of Famer off the field too, yep. and that really shines through when you get a chance to talk to him. Yeah, and then by the way, the 2015—I uh, believe the the Broncos 2015 Super Bowl—I believe that's on one of the replay shows tonight. Uh, if you're out there watching, you want to watch TV. It's—I uh, believe it's on one of those. You have to double check. But yeah, Demarcus was—he was so great off the field too. That was that was the thing, and and his contribution to this Denver Broncos football team may not have been exorbitant sack totals. I think he went about 12 and a half his first year and then it went steadily downward from there. It, it really was more about the legacy and the, and the impact that he left on everyone else and what he did for Von Miller. Uh, I, I think as far as Broncos fans recall and remember in terms of what it was, he does don't get me wrong. He was a good player, but uh, it really was more about what he did for everybody else in terms of showing them how to be great players. Uh, and, I, and I think that was, I think it was inherently valuable. Before we uh, before we went to the break at the top of the hour, Rajiv had asked a question about what kind of defense Vance Joseph runs. When Vance was here, there's a lot of man. Uh, there was there was a lot of man coverage type stuff. It really is uh, a variant, I guess, kind of of the Wade Phillips defense. Um, you know, you can. It, it's mostly a three four. Um, it's not like Vic's three four with four three rules. Uh, it's 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 mostly a three four. They do run some some two deep man under. Uh, but you get a lot of you get a lot of cover one, cover zero type stuff in there, uh, and and it really is about pressure and sending sending what you can to get that pressure. Uh, there's some versatility uh, out of the safeties and linebackers um, that where you get them moved all over as kind of chess pieces. Uh, obviously, you know that you know the Cardinals have had guys like Isaiah Simmons, Zayvon Collins, Tyre Matthew, although Matthew's been with the Chiefs the last couple of years, uh, and the Saints uh, as well. Um, Buddha Baker, guys like that, that, that they move around into different spots and give you some um, a lot of different looks. But it really is more of a man defense. It really is more about generating pressure, putting your guys on an island and hoping that the pressure gets there and takes care of the quarterback before uh, the coverage busts with the, uh, with the secondary. Do we have a guy like, I mean, I know Buddha Baker is one of a kind and 
one of the best in the league, but do we have a guy that could play like that on our team right now? Not really. I mean, Justin Simmons is great, but he's definitely not that dude. No, he's more of a high zone safety. Um, and Caden's kind of a, a Justin, you know, kind of clone. PJ Locke is uh, is, is maybe a little bit closer to that, um, but not really. No, we don't really have anybody that can really do that. Del- to be honest with you, K-Jack or Delaren Turner-Yell are probably the closest. I would say K-Jack five or six years ago. Yeah, K-Jack's <laughs> not really capable of being much of a corner anymore, but like you, you know, there were things that you could do and move him around. You used to be able to do. Delaren Turner-Yell is supposed to maybe kind of be that guy. Uh, certainly not at the level of the guys that you're mentioning, but... You know, you can kind of move him around a little bit. They don't really, no, they don't really have that. To answer your question, though, they don't really have that guy that they could do that. I mean, Josie and Alex are, are linebackers. You know, Baron Browning is kind of a chess piece in the sense that you can move him around. He can move inside or out. Uh, you know, he can come off the edge or or be an inside backer. But, you know, beyond that, I, I don't really just, I don't think you have anybody that, that kind of um, fit, fits that bill. But Vance, Vance, I'll say this. I mean, he, he is a guy that's, that's great, that good at his job. I mean, he took uh, he took a terrible defense and turned it into a top third of the league defense down in Arizona. I'm not opposed. We got Cody Roar coming up next hour. Coming up next, we're going to talk a little bit about this quarterback carousel that's going on and where the Broncos go from here. This is the Broncos Country Tonight here on KOA, 850 AM, 94.1 FM. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. From the station bringing you every Broncos game. Touchdown, Denver! This is Broncos Country Tonight. Presented by Betfred Sports. Never miss a bet with Betfred Sports on KOA. Love it. Broncos country night. Benjamin Albright, Grant Smith. Decided to make it a hollow note tonight. Feels like it should be. Every night should be hollow note tonight. I agree. I'm always here for that. I have a uh, funny story. I have a uh, a t-shirt. The dump truck, like driving, and it says Holland Oats. <laughs> um, and almost nobody ever gets that shirt. Like when I'm wearing it. So when somebody does get it, like my face lights up. Does that make you lose a little faith in humanity when people don't get that joke? Yeah. Like that's right there for you. I'm like, this is pretty easy. <laughs> they were here a couple years ago, and that's one of my biggest regrets that I did not. You didn't go. go? I concert. was there. Yeah. Oh. Second row. Was it Fiddler's? Right. Yep. I, I was, missed uh, out on that one. That one. The one I'm, I'm mad that I missed was, and I had tickets. I just for, I bought them so far in advance. I'd forgotten when uh, Tears for Fears came. Oh, yeah. That would have been a fun one, too. Yeah, that's, would a, have been. That's, that's a bucket list concert for me. I bought tickets like so far in advance that I forgot the day of. Let them go to waste. You should know not to buy tickets here by now. Well, that's the thing. Like, I'm always weird around here about asking for tickets. Not I've used me. A, a couple, well, <laughs> that's the thing. Like, I never, you know, I never want to be a, a pain. I've asked a couple of times. I got, uh, I went to Kaleo. Um, what else did I go to? Young the Giant. 
Oh man, see that was another one I missed out on. That's, I love those. I'm uh, definitely seeing them at Red yeah, Rocks. When they come back, year. yeah, when they come back, I'll be I'll be going to that one again. Band of Horses when they come back, I'm gonna see them again. I remember you going to that. Don't you have a connection to that band? Yeah. It's... No big deal. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, there's there's a couple of bands I think, but I just I always hate asking for t- I always hate being that guy around here, you know. Oh man, I have to tell them. I'm like, I know this is my fourth request in two weeks, so yeah. if I'm asking for too much, just let me know. Right. No, I just I feel like I don't know. I always feel like I'm a burden. So, like uh, B Large's wife, you know, I'll, I'll see her back there. And I'll, I'll you know, Jen, and I'll go. Yeah, hey, um. <laughs> she probably hates me now because it's like every three days I see a concert, especially now because all the lineups are getting announced, all the shows for oh, Red yeah. Rocks and the places. And you're jumping here. out in front of the line. Yes, I might have to. Bump heads with you during the break so we can look down the list. We've got okay. all-time low on the uh, calendar coming up. Do we? Yep. Might have to make it appear. I, You know, I, just because I have a bottle of their wine doesn't mean <laughs> yes. They have wine? They do. My, oh, they had like a rosé or whatever. That's going to be a great gift here coming up. Yeah, I just say, I did, I actually, I, I did gift two of those bottles to uh, another fan who works here in the building. But uh, this is Broncos Country Night here on KOA. Benjamin Albright, Grant Smith. Five six six nine zero is the text line. I was asking about great Patrick Swayze movies. I guess performances probably should have been better because he was on that TV show, The Beast, which overall was a middling show, but he made it good. Never saw it. Mm. Yeah, it was like the last thing he did before he passed away. Um, and then I posited that, I mean, I guess we have to clarify, is this great Patrick Swayze movies or great movies with Patrick Swayze in them? Because I posited Donnie Darko. And a lot of people forget that he was in that movie. The 719 says, seriously, no votes for the masterpiece? Tu Wong Fu? That's a good pull. I always appreciate that. That's a, that's a really good pull. 360 said, this interview makes me want to get a Marcus Ware jersey. Maybe not for the stats, but he had some game-winning plays. He did. He had I mean, some he, he definitely ones. had impact on the Broncos here and on the field, but I'm saying his impact was even greater off the field was, was really the premise that I was getting there. The 385 says, no Rex, no, with a prayer emoji. People are really split on the Rex Ryan thing. Like, really split on that. Reminds me a lot of the Sean Payton hire. There were a lot of people that were loved split him, on that. and then there was a lot of people that didn't want him at all. Yeah, I I mean, he's here now, so I don't want to complain about it anymore. I just had some concerns that I definitely still have. The 36L says, I need to go see Dave Matthews. I think I'll save those tickets for Ryan. Yeah, I'll pass. I mean, as much as like, I mean, and everybody in the 90s had that CD. What uh, Dave, Dave Matthews, Tim Reynolds live at Red Rocks. Like everyone had that double CD. I wouldn't mind seeing like crazy live. You know, there's a couple of songs. I think just five or six songs I'd, I'd see live. But I'm not, I was never just, I was never a big Dave Matthews guy. I like two of his songs. I appreciate the talent, but it just. Yeah, he's good. He's good. At, he's great at what he does. Yeah, it's I, just not my jam. I appreciate the talent. It's just not my scene. And it, and it kind of is a scene. You know what I mean? I think it was Dave Matthews, though, that uh, that got David Gray noticed here in America. Yeah, and that's a true talent. If I remember correctly. Uh, because, I, you know, I've, I've been a uh, David Gray fan for a long time. But, yeah, it was, that was uh, Dave Matthews, I think it was it. The, the Outsiders. Yeah, we mentioned The Outsiders earlier. That's a, that's a good Swayze, Swayze movie. Or a movie with Swayze in it. I still think that this falls along gender lines that the men are mostly going to say point break and roadhouse and the women are mostly going to say ghost and dirty dancing. Well, it makes sense, right? 
I mean, how if you're a um not to, you know, put everyone in a box, but if you're a woman and you see Patrick Swayze, how are you not going to want to say dirty dancing is your favorite? Maybe. Maybe. We did have some a good text about that movie being wildly uh probably inappropriate these days. It would not fit into our culture. Probably. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> not very well. That movie is so problematic now. And the night said, oh, I'm oddly intrigued by Rex Ryan. It's either going to be great or a complete disaster. Some Will in Fort Collins. I'm here for the show. Yeah, I'm, I'm here for I just, I just want good football, man. I just want good football. I don't care. At this point, I don't care who the coach is as long as it's good football. It could be the most bland, unexciting name on earth as long as it's good football. I'm so tired of covering bad football. Yeah, I... Uh... I had really high expectations going into this year. You know, I ran the Broncos games, and I was like, right. I'm excited for the first time in four years to run these Broncos games. And then that crushed me so much more because I had such low expectations the years previous. It's the hope that kills you, man. Oh, man. It, it, so it's, now I'm just going in zero expectations and taking it week by week because I got way too heartbroken last year. Yeah, isn't that the line from uh, from Ted Lasso? It's the hope that kills you? Best show out right now. For the 214, I followed the Benjamin Albright approach towards Sean Payton. He's now the coach, so I'm behind him. And if you're a fan of the team, that's all you can do. This is where we're at. Let's see where it takes us. Yeah, and that, that's the thing. Like, I, I don't I never understood and, and, and in this business you see it a lot, you know, that pundits and all this kind of stuff, and they cling to or they clutch to whatever their preconceived narrative was. Dude, he's the coach now. You gotta dump that and just and go from there. Like, forget the rest of it. You've just gotta you just gotta dump that and go from there. I just don't um Yeah. I, I don't get the people that are still like it's it's like the people that are talking about the uh, the draft picks or whatever from years ago. Talking about Bradley Chubb, talking about Josh Allen, and trying to relitigate that. Buddy, that's five years ago. Neither of those players are here anymore. Move on. Or Justin Fields, Pat Sertan. We have Pat Sertan. Well, now you're going to get big alcohol along. <laughs> I, just, I just don't understand relitigating stuff. Like, I, I'm, I guess I just deal with what is. From the 503, not everyone. I do have the Horde promo CD with Dave Matthews, Blues Traveler, and Cheryl Crow, though. Best free CD ever. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's good stuff. Decoy Rose, by the way, from the 720. <laughs> oh, man. Sorry, I can't read that one. Yeah, I um, looking at the quarterbacks. I'm going to promise we were going to talk about this quarterback carousel. Real quick, Derek Carr and Rodgers, Lamar Jackson. Where do these guys end up? Jimmy Garoppolo. I think Garoppolo is going to Vegas. The Raiders. I do. I think they were waiting on Tom Brady when that didn't work. They're going to go. They they pivoted to Jimmy Garoppolo. He knows the system. He knows Josh McDaniels. It just makes a lot of sense. As for the rest of them, I think the Jets are putting together. A package to try to get Aaron Rodgers. And I'll say this. I've talked to people on the Packers side of the house. And they are done with him. They're over it. They're done with him. They're, they went way out of their way to bring him back. And now they're just done? Yeah, I think they've been done for a while. And I think they thought going out of their way to bring him back, he might get more with the the program, and instead they had a drop-off of a season. He had a drop-off in production. They've gone to back-to-back NFC championships. I 
the people I've talked to are, I mean, like done, done, like can't wait for that dude to leave done. What's a package look like for Aaron Rodgers? How, how much similar to the Russ deal? Really? Yeah. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to pay what you pay for Russ. And he's how old? 38, 39. Yeah, pretty much. So you're trading all that for two years, maybe basically. Wow. I'm talking about a guy who's had two collarbone injuries. You got to really hope you're in your championship window. I mean, that's a big gamble. You have to be a team that's a quarterback away. I mean, you do. You, you basically have to be a team that's a great defense and a quarterback away. I know the, the, the betting people have a lot on this Vegas connection. I don't think that's the direction that, that that's going to go. I really don't. I know everybody's drawing lines with the Devontae Adams stuff. I, I, I just, and, and maybe, maybe he does a hard pivot. He comes out of the, maybe that's what this is. Maybe the darkness retreat is just a, uh, you know, a spoof and letting everybody know he's going to the Raiders. Maybe I'm way out in left field, but everybody I've talked to thinks this thing going to the Jets. Well, we know Aaron, Ian Rappaport and Adam Schefter have no idea where he's going. According to Aaron <laughs> Rodgers on Pat McAfee. Let me tell you, I, the one thing I will tell you is it's funny to me. And, and I've had this conversation with some players before where they'll tell you nobody's inside my inner circle. And I, I here, I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you a story. So that's the thing. Players, there are a lot of players that think they've walled themselves off. That information does not get out. That their inner circle is tight. These reporters don't know. And I was talking to this player, and he was telling me that kind of stuff. And Because I, I was asking, it was an off-the-record kind of conversation. And, and I was, we were talking about something. I was getting a little background on something because I was, I was trying to work my way through something else. And this player was just adamant. He's like, he's like, y'all know what I want you to know. Y'all know what I want you to know and nothing more. And I was like, oh, really? He said, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, uh, you, you don't have any idea. Blah, blah, blah. And so, I, you know, he and I got to talking, and I happened to know a person that was connected to somebody that was in his inner circle. And she had given me some, some information on this. And this, this player's no longer with the Broncos, so I, don't, I feel okay you know, telling the story. And I was like, we don't know anything you don't want us to know. He's like, no. And I said, so I'm like, okay, um, how can I prove you wrong? What's a good bet here? You know me. And he's like, uh, he, you know, he's fumbling around for something. You could, you know, tell me something. And I'm like, how about this? How about I tell you when you're leaving for vacation? And he's like, that's not enough. And you could just guess that. And I was like, okay, how about I tell you when you're leaving for vacation, where you're going what hotel you're staying at. And he's like, if you do that, I got a thousand dollars for your charity right now, right now. Now I already knew the answer to these things. Cause I knew the girl that was staying with her guy who was in that circle. So anyway, I did that. And he's just like, how, how? And I'm like, man, it's not magic, but I'm just trying to tell you like when it's my job to find information, I tend to find information. Aaron Rodgers should probably not be so arrogant about that. Uh, uh, you know, Adam Schefter and I have conversed. I don't really know him very well, but we've conversed. Ian Rappaport, he and I talk quite a bit. I mean, I know he comes on the zoo and all that kind of stuff. We talk quite a bit. We DM each other, you know, fairly frequently. Talking about different things, sharing information, what we've heard, bumping up, you know, that kind of stuff. 
those guys know more than they let on publicly. I will tell you, they know a lot more than they let on publicly. They sit on a lot of stuff. And I would just say, Aaron Rodgers, bro, your circle isn't as tight as you think it is. That's all I'll say about that. <laughs> that. That's so interesting. And I know how it works with you, and I don't want to give anything away, but a lot of that has to be based on trust too, right? Like when you're building these relationships as an insider, you have to keep things under wraps from time to keep those relationships intact with the people that you're getting this information from that you can break from time to time. Well, yeah, I mean, that's that part of it. It's a relationship-based business. And for those who, you know, I'm not going to give away the whole thing because then what would you need me for? But it, it is a relationship-based business and you do build up a rapport. You do build trust with people and, and you do sit on some things and, and, and not say some things and you do help them out by bringing them information. You know, my, my relationship with the Denver Broncos is a give and take. You know, I'm not just going to them and getting information. In fact, that's very, very rare. Reality is most of the time, is it's not that I'm, I'm going to them and asking for information. Reality is most of the time I'm bringing them something. We've talked about some of that on this show. When the Jacksonville Jaguars flew into town in the middle of the night during the Niagara Hackett stuff, I knew the plane was here tipped them off. Now they were here to interview Vic. And, and, and to be fair, I didn't tell them, you know, I'm not, they're here to interview Hagen. I'm just like the Jags are here for whatever reason they're here. And they were like, okay. Or there was a player at the combine when I was last there who went into the bathroom after his drug test and right in front of me snorted white powder. <laughs> right in front of me. Like I'm in the stall, I open the stall door and there he is just a, you know. Wow. This player, this this not yet player was leaving from that bathroom to go do his Madden shot. And they had to clean up his face before they scanned his face. My gosh. See, that's a good thing to let the Broncos know. Something to tip the Broncos. <laughs> uh there have been, you know, there have been other instances of things where I've, you know, I've taken information to them and been like, Hey, here's, you know, here's the thing. And it, 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 it precipitates goodwill. Most of the things I've like, and here's the thing that bugs me, I guess a little bit is that most of the things I find out don't come from the Broncos. I do go to them for confirmation on something I've heard somewhere else, but the relationship we have as team partner doesn't mean I just get lined up and they spoon feed stuff onto my plate. That's not how it works. I was talking to somebody uh, in the organization a while back when I first kind of got this job and he's, you know, he's like, Ben, there's, there's two, two kind of lions out there. Zoo lions that want to be fed. We got plenty of those around here and wild lions that want to hunt. He's like, I respect you because you're a wild lion. You like to hunt. You like find it. <laughs> I do. I, I enjoy that, that aspect of it. Finding a, like the, what makes me decent at my job is that, that I have FOMO, like that, I, that I, I can't stand not knowing something. And so I'll find different angles to try to find that information. Right. But th that's the, the chase is the joy of that is the joy for me. Like that's, that's what I enjoy about this job, running stuff down, figuring stuff out. Okay, here we go. Let me, you know, ah, I heard this. Let me find an angle to try to get that info. How do I do this? That's the fun of this job for me. That's been the fun of this job for me, I should say. Don't get me wrong. I, I enjoy coming on this show and getting to talk to the fans and talk to you guys on the text line, 56690. Somebody just threw up a Melvin Gordon with three question marks, and I don't know what that's about. 
The 812 asks, could you say Trey Lance and picks for Rodgers deal? I don't think so. I don't think he's going to San Francisco. I think he has a permanent grudge against that organization for drafting Alex Smith instead of him. Making him sit in that draft room for a long time. Long time. The 720, hey guys, I really like the new format with Grant getting more involved in the show. Keep up the good work. Grant, quit, te- quit texting the text line, dude. That was my mom. Oh, okay. Thanks, mom. Thanks, mom. This is the Broncos Country Night. Cody Roark's up next. KOA 850 AM 941FM. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.